welcome back to this week's podcast called Hope for Today. And my name is Lynn Wilson, and I am so glad you joined us today. You know, every time we do these podcasts, God has got something to share with both you and me that we can learn from. Last week, we talked about in everything, give thanks. And I said to you, sometimes it's just a single verse, that little bit of a nugget that you can hold in your hand and get you through for the week. And sometimes it's a whole passage of scripture that we need to study. And in the beginning of these podcasts, we talked about the life of Jonah. We went through the whole story of Jonah's life. And and we talked about Noah and, and Noah's life. And we talked about some of these other great men and women of the Bible. And we talked about passages at that time. Lately, I've just felt the Lord leading in just a simple verse. And I think right now, as busy as we are, we say we're not busy, but we're in the month of December and there are things that are happening. You know, we go from Christmas or from Thanksgiving to Christmas. We have about a month in between. We're wrapping gifts. We're buying gifts. We're trying to, in whatever shape or form we can get together with friends and family and squeeze in a visit or, you know, whatever activities we can possibly do this year. We're trying to squeeze that in. And sometimes you just don't feel that not only do you not have the time to study a whole passage, but it's almost hard to digest right now. Does that make any sense to you? And what I need is a verse every day that's going to get me through every single day. Just like one verse that's a nugget in my hand that I can say, that is the verse that I need for today. That is the thought that I need for today that the Lord is showing me and teaching me. So I have a question for you. Yes, no, or maybe. Are you a man, a woman, a person of your word? Let me read to you in Matthew 5, 37. But let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. You might have heard this verse referred to as let your yay be yay and your nay be a nay. You know, this year has been full of uncertainties. Every time we plan something, the rug's been pulled out from under us. You want to go out to dinner Friday night, they close the restaurants. You want to go see a movie, they close the movies. You thought you were going to get together for a sports event, we can't go to a sports event. You decided to go work out in the gym, they close the gyms. You're kind of like this. I'm a planner girl. I carry a planner with me everywhere I go. I have a planner for work that I record everything, my to-dos and my calendars. I have a planner for myself and home that I color code and I have church activities personal activities, family activities. I mean, I go to big lengths and big extremes to be organized. I enjoy doing it. I love planning. It's almost like a hobby for me. But I color code and I and I record things and I make these to-do lists. And up until March, I was doing great. I had my whole year planned out, different activities at work or church or events that we like to traditionally do or weeks we were going to take vacation and I had this planned out. Then all of a sudden, middle of March came, it was like a screeching halt. She could almost hear this train just, you know, screeching on the tracks. So you could hear a car slamming on the brakes to catch that red light. And you'd hear that screeching of the tires. That's what it felt like for me. All of a sudden, everything I had planned, everything that you had planned stopped. It was almost as if the world became silent. It was almost as if somebody took, you know, when you lose power in your house and it you unplug and, you know, there's a storm and, and you go, it's quiet. You could hear things that you didn't normally hear. And there's this 
weird sense of, I don't even know what comes over you. You know, the state that the world is in right now, nothing is a sure thing. You really can't bet on anything. You couldn't, you wouldn't want to gamble on anything because you don't know what's going to happen. The stocks are all over the place. Politics is all over the place. Um, just activities, nothing is a sure thing. So why bother? Why should I even care to let my yay be a nay or my nay, my yay be a yay or my nay be a nay? Why should I care? Why? Why should I care if everything around me is changing? Nothing's a guarantee. Why should I even care what happens tomorrow? Why should I care if I told you I was going to do something? So if I don't do a big deal, things are changing and I can blame, well, you know, society's changed and and politics has changed and you know there's this whole thing of a pandemic and you can't count on anything and you listen to people and they kind of thrown in the towel they gave up well i'm here to tell you that there's no need to give up there is absolutely no need to give up let me tell you something this year is going to come to an end believe it or not i know it's hard to even imagine that i will be telling you 2020 will end and 2021, within a blink of an eye, from 12 midnight to 12.01, we will have entered into a brand new year. Every year we get excited if um, you watch the ball drop at New York City and the ball drops and, you know, we do the countdown or maybe you're at church or maybe you're with friends and you're going to blow the party um, noisemakers and streamers will go up and you launch balloons or whatever the case might be. This year will end, but you know what I want to do for me? And I want to encourage this for you. I want to end well. Has this been a rough year? Absolutely. Has it been a crazy year? No doubt. Has it been maybe uneventful in some ways and in other ways it's been eventful in ways that we probably don't even want to talk about anymore. You're probably sick of hearing the same old Oh, do we have to talk about this again? You know, I was telling my husband, if you were to ask me, so what were you doing in 1984? I'd be like, oh, 1984? Well, um, hmm, I'd have to track when did I get married and when did I graduate high school and when did I have my first son? And, you know, you, you track certain major events in your life by that year and then you can sort of guesstimate and you know some people are very good they'll tell you in the year of 1963 i did this i can't do that but i'll tell you what in 10 years from now most of us if someone were younger coming up and said you know i i was a kid and i don't really remember but what was 2020 like most of us in 10 years from now will look back and go oh let me tell you some stories let me tell you about the year of 2020. But you know what? I don't want to look back and say, you know what, that year, I didn't do a thing. I didn't do absolutely anything because it wasn't worth it. God wasn't there. God wasn't moving. I didn't see him doing anything in my life. I made no commitments. I didn't want to do anything because I gave up. That is not what I want to be telling people. There's no way I want to be telling people that. You know, I only have one 2020. In history, there will be only one 2020. How you lived this year is part of your history. 
how you lived this year is part of your legacy that you will be leaving for your children, your grandchildren, and for those that are watching you. Are you going to jump in the boat with everybody else that says, oh, just give up. Don't even bother. You know what? Absolutely not. We need to remember we are different. And you can hold your head proud and say, I'm different. I am a daughter of a king. I am royalty. I am a son of a king. Male or female, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you're a child of the king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, who has created everything that we know. Every single thing he's created. There is nothing here that he has not created. And he created 2020, long before you and I were even born. 2020 was created, and the Lord was already in it, and he's, a, he's already beyond it. So you say, well, what is this yay, yay, nay, nay, let your yes be yes and your no be no? What difference does that make in this 2020 year? Why bother? There's nothing good in it. Because the Lord told us to do it. Plain and simple. Just like I said last week, sometimes we just need a nugget of a verse. Something to almost slap us across the face and say, wake up, Lynn. What is your problem? You know, I've been convicted about things in my life, and I've made a choice as a Christian to not do certain things. Now, there's certain things in the Bible that are black and white. You must be born again. That's it. That's the end of it. There is no, well, I could sort of maybe over here, under there. No. Ye must be born again. Plain and simple. You want to go to heaven? You need to be saved. If you're not saved, you're going to hell. I mean, that's black and white in the Bible. There's a lot of other things in the Bible that says uh, a man should have one wife. doesn't say if he decides to, if he feels like it today, he can kind of make his own choices. It says no. A man should only have one wife. There are a lot of things in the Bible that are black and white. And there are some areas that as we would call it in the Christian world, that are gray areas, that you're kind of, uh, you know, there are things that the Lord convicts me of that maybe necessarily hasn't convicted you of. Maybe he hasn't yet. And maybe they're just things that, for whatever reason he chooses, is not something that he's going to lay on your heart. But there are things that I've been convicted of over the years, and I've said, no, I am not going to partake in that. No, I will not be involved in that. No, I will not go to that place. No, I will not read that information. No, I will not look at those things. And there's other things that I've said, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Yes, you can tell whoever asks you that Lynn Wilson said yes to that. But you know what? There are people watching me. And if I've made a choice and I will use um, alcohol, because alcohol is definitely a touchy subject in the Christian world. Now, I work in a place where we have an addiction recovery center. For those of you that are familiar with America's Keswick, we have men and women here that have struggled with alcohol their entire life. And then they come to Keswick, and we don't tell them necessarily that it's wrong to drink. First thing we tell them is that they need the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. That anything you, that you hold on to that separates you between you and the Lord Jesus Christ is called an addiction. There are people that can just have one drink. Are they addicted? I wouldn't necessarily they are, say that they are. 
But let me tell you from me, I had to make a choice a long time ago for several reasons that I would choose not to drink alcohol. Now, is that my preference? Not, not necessarily. Is it something I feel convicted about? Yes. I have made that choice and my answer is no. So my no should be a no. But what if, you know, we're going to a wedding a couple weeks and they're probably going to have champagne and have a toast and probably have a glass of wine with dinner. So that's okay, right? You know, that 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 falls in that that gray area because wait a minute. Did the Bible say yes? Yes, no, no, maybe, maybe? No. It said let your yes be yes and your no be no. It didn't say you can throw in a maybe. So if I'm going to a wedding in a couple of weeks and I tell you, well, I'm convicted and I'm not going to drink alcohol and you're my neighbor or my coworker or, you know, someone that I didn't, I didn't know you were coming to the same wedding that I'm going to. I didn't know we knew the same person. Oh, and you, you saw me drink that champagne. Oh, oh, oh. And you saw me drink that glass of wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you and I are talking and you're reminding me that. I thought you said you do not drink alcoholic beverages. Well, I did say that, but you know, you see, you know, we're at the wedding, they had a toast and yeah, but you said you wouldn't do that. Oof. You know, and you go back to that Bible verse and that verse says, let your yay be nay, yay and your nay be nay. Your yes is a yes and your no is a no. Matthew 537 is not something that you can't say, well, it's a gray area. No, it is black and white. It's either yes or it is no. And if I have told people that I have been convicted, that the Lord and I have this agreement, that this area of my life is a no, I need to continue. My no is a no. Just because I'm at a wedding and they're serving a toast does not mean I need to participate. Just because they served wine with dinner, doesn't mean I need to have a glass of wine. I can have a glass of water with dinner. And somebody that's from afar that is watching me, that I had no idea was watching me, is going to see, oh, she pushed her wine glass aside. She never even took part in that toast, but I did see her drinking a glass of Pepsi, Sprite, glass of water, glass of iced tea. She is a woman of her word. She said, she does not drink. And here she's in a situation where it probably would have been socially acceptable, but she stuck to her word and said no. How many of you have made commitments over the years and you can look back and say, I cannot believe how many times I've said yes, I would do something and then I bailed out at the end. You know, we have someone, we have friends that they really are good friends, but I always feel like they're holding out for the better thing. You know, we'll invite them. Hey, you guys want to come over Sunday afternoon for dinner? Uh, you know what? Let me check the calendar. That's maybe, you know, eight days from now. Maybe four days from now, I'll say, hey, did you, were you able to check your calendar? We'd like to have, have you over for dinner. You know, we're still working on that. Huh. Now, coming from me, who's a planner person that has everything marked on her calendar, I either know that I'm busy or that I'm not. If it's something that I don't want to do, I'm probably going to say, you know what, for this Sunday, we won't be able to make it. 
I don't have to explain why. Maybe I'm just not in the mood. And that's okay, you know. I just quietly, very pleasantly said, no thank you. But this particular family always seems to hold out the night before. Hey, you know, give you guys a call. Are you coming for lunch tomorrow? I'd like to go to the grocery store and buy a few things. Oh, 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 yeah, let me, let me call you back in five minutes. And my husband and I always shake our heads like, what are you doing that is so busy that you can't make a decision? This is not someone that we can count on. Now, we love them. They're good friends of ours. And some of you are saying, well, how can they be good friends? And listen, how many of you were like them? How many of you would I say something to and you can't give me a yes or a no? It's always this maybe or sort of middle of the road. How many times have you been asked to teach a Sunday school class or get involved in the women's ministry at church or maybe lead the men's devotion at the men's fellowship? And, and um, hey, you get a call a month ahead of time. And, hey, are you able to share a devotion at, on Saturday and, you know, in April on such and such a date? Oh, yeah, no problem. I got it marked on my calendar. 10 o'clock, you count me in. I'll be there. Great. Maybe two weeks before, a week before. I've even heard the night before, the morning of. <gasps> sorry, something came up. I can't make it. Oh, so sorry about that. And you've left the ball in somebody else's court. Why? Is your yes not a yes and your no not a no? Is your commitment to the Lord so frail that you can't make a commitment? Listen, if God is tugging at your heart to do something, whether you like it or not, I went to an event on Saturday night and I sat next to a woman who I know fairly well. And in the course of the conversation, she said she was sharing the devotion that night. <gasps> I said, you're sharing the devotion. I was so excited for her. She says, and I'm, I'm an absolute wreck. And I said, I didn't know you were doing it. She said, I was asked a few weeks ago and I said, yes. And you know what she said to me? I can't go back on my commitment. I said, yes. I was so proud of her. If I didn't get anything out of her devotion, what I did get out of her is that she's a woman of her word. She told the pastor's wife, you know what, I'm going to do it. And those few weeks that went by and she was planning that devotion, I'm sure her stomach was churning and uh, her breathing probably changed and her palms were all sweaty. She was getting nervous. Could she have called and said, you know what, I'm really sorry, I can't do it. Yes, yeah, she could have called. But that would have meant she was not a woman of her word. Matthew 537 tells us to be a person of our word. I don't care what this year has been like. I don't care how many things you've planned and they have changed. We need to remember a couple of things. Number one, we make our plans, but ultimately God is in control. Now we're human. So we look at the calendar, we fill in the blanks. But everything that we do should be prayerfully considered. Lord, here's my plan for the week. I'm excited. I got all these things planned. But you need to ask the Lord, can you intervene and can you guide and direct my steps? That's what we should be doing. Now, that does not mean that when you make a commitment and say, yes, I will teach that Sunday school class. Oh, sorry, the Lord led me in another direction. No, 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 no. If you were asked to do something and to teach a Sunday school class, your first response should be one of two things, I think. Number one is, you know what? I have been prayerfully considering serving in church, and I asked the Lord for an opportunity 
and here it is right on my lap. You might say to the pastor, I'm a little nervous. I've never taught Sunday school before. Can you give me some pointers? Is there a book or curriculum that I'll be following? Any tips and things I should know? But if you've been walking with the Lord, your heart should always be prepared for what the Lord will send you. And if your heart is prepared, you'll be prepared to say yes or a no, and know that is what exactly God wanted for you. The second part of that is sometimes we are blindsided and we were sort of off in this direction and, and God's trying to push us over here. And you might be asked to teach Sunday school and you can't make a commitment right then. So your answer could be, you know what? I don't want to commit to something and back out of it. Would you mind if I just, just prayed about that this week? Let me pray about it and, and ask God's leading and make sure that this is the right thing for me. A week could go by and you might go back to the pastor and say, you know what, pastor, I am right on board. I am totally committed. But because I have some family situations, how about if I commit to you for the next three months? I'll do it for a, just a short season and let's see how it goes. I'm sure the pastor would be thrilled with that. You've made a commitment for three months. You stick to that three months. You didn't have to commit to a year. You've let your yes be a yes for this time period. Maybe they asked you to teach Sunday school and you've prayed about it. And the Lord is saying to you, it wasn't Sunday school that I think you'd be good at. It was children's ministry. So you might go back to the pastor and say, I know you asked me to teach that adult Sunday school class, but you know, I, I really feel the Lord tugging at my heart for children's ministry. And the pastor might say, oh, you know what? We just had an opening in that area. Boy, the Lord must be working because I was just going to ask you, would you be more interested in that than the Sunday school class? Whatever the case is, God is preparing your heart to serve him. 2020 has been a incredibly wacky, weird year. Absolutely, we can write it off to that. But you know what? We lived through it. We Everything we go through in life, everything we have to go through it. We could not get to 2021 until we go through 2020. Going through something, is it going to be picture perfect and every day miraculously exciting? Absolutely not. If it was, we'd be in heaven. This is called earth. This is not our permanent home. We're just a passing through. There's a song that refers to that. This is this place is not my home. I'm just a passing through. But we've got to get through this to get to the other side. But getting through this, be a lady of grace. You know, take on the responsibilities that God gives you with all the grace that you can muster up, with all the help that he will give you. Be a man that is a courageous man. Get out there and start serving the Lord. Let people look at you and say, that is a man or a woman I can count on. When someone calls you on the phone, are they going to call you because they say, you know what, if I call Lynn Wilson, I'm a guaranteed, if she says yes, I can count on her being there. Not only showing up, she's prepared and she's on time and she will see it through. Or am I the type of person, you know, have you heard about Lynn Wilson? She's never on time. She's always late. She's never prepared. She always has to ask people for supplies. She comes looking like a train wreck. She's never dressed properly. She just can't get it together. And she always forgets what day of the week she's supposed to be there. 
No. Matthew 5.37 tells me, Lynn, Lynn Wilson, be a woman of your word. If you say yes and you've made a commitment, yes, it is. If you said no, then no, it is. Listen, our perfect example is the Lord Jesus Christ. When he died on the cross, he gave us the opportunity to be saved. When he says in the Bible, knock, and I am, I will answer. I stand at the door and I knock. Once you're saved, the Lord doesn't say, well, I know I told you yesterday that um, you'd be saved, but you know, today I'm not feeling it. And uh, you know, um, I, I think I think I might have to <clears throat> go back on my word a little bit, or I might have to change that up. The Lord doesn't say that. He says, once you're saved, you're always saved. The Lord, Jesus Christ, is the perfect example of let your yes be yes and your no be no. If the Lord is our example, what else do we have to, to look to? I want you to take Matthew 5, 37 this week. I want you to look at your own life. Over this past year, again, I know the year has been tough. It's been tough for me. I'm no different than the rest of you. And you feel like, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to throw in the towel. I can't wait for this year to be over. You know what? None of us are guaranteed next year. We don't know what next year will bring. But I can tell you, we are in this year. And I want to end well. Do you want to end well? Do you want people to be able to look at you and say, there is an example of a woman with grace. There is an example of a woman that lives a godly life. There is an example of a woman who I can count on. There's a man who's courageous and stands up for what's right. And not only does he stand up for what's right, when he says he's going to do it, he does it. He shows up to church. He's dressed well. He's prepared. He's on time. He's there to serve. Are you a man and a woman? of your word? Or are you somebody that people can't count on? You know, if I can't count on you, how in the Lord, how in the world is the Lord going to count on you? He doesn't need us for anything. The Lord never needs us, but he wants us to want to be with him. He wants us to want to serve. He wants our whole heart. We did a devotion a few weeks ago about doing things with your whole heart. Let the Lord have your whole heart and let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Matthew 5, 37. I want to thank you for coming by. I want to thank you for allowing me into your home and into your, your, your schedule for a few moments just to share God's word with you. I trust that this week God will use that verse. Look back and reflect this week on your own life, on where you've been. Are you someone that God can count on? Leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. And I will see you next week on the next podcast of Hope for Today.